Hello and welcome to the Sneaky Art Podcast. I'm your host, Nishant Jain. Today's episode is brought to you by Sneaky Art Insiders, the lovely listeners, fans and readers who support my work on Substack. Every other Sunday, I send one good idea to my Sneaky Art Insiders in the form of an audio post. Just one good idea. Not too long, not too complicated but something I have heard or read from somewhere, something I have imbibed into my own work, something that makes sense to me. Think of it as an exclusive podcast. So, thank you to all Sneaky Art Insiders because your support directly keeps me going as an independent creator and it led to this episode today. As part of my resolution to learn in public, that is, to share the ideas that work for me and all the knowledge that I pick up in my creative journey, I am opening this episode to general listening. I believe it helps me to do this. Maybe it will help you too. How good are you? How famous are you? How valuable is your art? How valuable should your art be? These are difficult to answer questions and often we prefer the simplicity of a number to answer them. Here's the popular number we all like to use. How many followers do you have on Instagram? Hello, insiders. This is something new. Every week, or as often as I'm able, I will try to give you one good idea. And I'm going to try to keep it short and hopefully sweet. Today I want to bring up Goodhart's Law, which I quoted on the episode with Jim Richards last year. This was episode 43 of the Sneaky Art Podcast. Here's what Goodhart's Law states. When a measure becomes a target, it ceases to be a useful measure. Think about that for a moment. A useful measure. A useful measure can be something in any field of life that helps you track progress, estimate value, assess any number of things such as public health, safety, financial stability, education levels. We use numbers as measures for all kinds of things. But when a measure becomes a target, the means devised to reach it can get out of hand, and in achieving these targets, we may render those measures completely useless. For example, think of body weight as a measure of physical health. At one level, it may work within appropriate context, but setting a weight target can also be profoundly unhealthy if you become anorexic, bulimic, or develop other physical and mental disorders along the way. Suddenly, this measure is not so useful. Think GDP as a measure of general prosperity. Think a zero-COVID policy as implemented by many countries during the pandemic as a public health target. We are obsessed with numbers in this numbers-driven age because numbers help us measure things and make sense of them. They help us compare different quantities, 
Sometimes big numbers are good. Sometimes smaller numbers are better. Sometimes numbers should trend upwards over time. And sometimes they should trend downwards. Understanding these distinctions, examining them within boundaries is the field known as data analysis. As an engineering student and researcher, I have worked with huge amounts of data, force, displacement, electrical signals from the brain, from various muscles, generated during experiments with high-precision instruments. And I can tell you numbers are great. But numbers can obscure as much as they reveal. Let's come to art, where numbers have infiltrated a lot of the conversation. How good are you? How famous are you? How valuable is your art? How valuable should your art be? How seriously should you be taken as an artist? These are difficult to answer questions and often we prefer the simplicity of a number to answer them. Here's the popular number we all like to use. How many followers do you have on Instagram? Whether you're a writer, artist, musician, dancer, any kind of creative today, on social media you are also a brand. So you have to advertise your brand, you have to project an image, attract a following, and grow this number infinitely upwards. Faster, higher, even faster, even higher. Going back to Goodhart's law, a social media following may be considered a good measure of your worth as an influencer. This is how it began. Brands started approaching people with large follow accounts to advertise for them, and the first influencer class was created. Then this measure of influence became a target for young creatives. People paid money into Facebook and Instagram ads to share their work with a wider audience. Instagram happily supplied this wider audience with a healthy mix of real accounts and bots of their own creation. Anyone who's paid for Facebook or Instagram ads and seen the results a few weeks later knows exactly what I'm talking about. This practice is so common now, and a large follow account is no longer a guarantee of any kind of social worth. The measure became a target and was immediately no longer a useful measure. This is the outward-facing side of things, but it matters to you as well, just you alone as the artist. You cannot fall into this trap of numbers. I have a large following now, and I can be proud to say that I did not give even one cent to the Zuckerberg machine. My entire audience is what is known as organic followers. And the most important thing I can do is not pay any attention to them for everyone's sake. There is no end game to Instagram. There is no settled, steady state at which you can be content. It is an infinite upward climb. I remember being dissatisfied six months ago when I was at 20,000 followers. I'm just as dissatisfied sometimes these days with more than 300,000 followers. Instagram likes were useful to me as a measure. Did people engage with my work? Does anyone have good things to say? Am I improving as an artist? And do I feel good about what I'm doing and sharing? But so easily it can cross over to becoming this kind of bullshit target. Why am I not at 400,000 already? When will I reach a million followers? Why did this reel not go viral as quickly or even more quickly than the last one. Why does this number not go up, 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 and even more up? Numbers are good for many things. Essentially, they let us abstract reality. 
once abstracted, you can do complex functions with this reality, make big calculations, achieve even greater things. But we should not dwell inside abstractions. As a former numbers guy, I can tell you they tempt me all the time. Come to us, they say. Do analytics, plot a graph, extrapolate wildly into the future, set tangible goals. But as an artist, it is my responsibility to engage with my world. Reality is in front of me, and the truth is in the lines that I make on paper. I have to commit to stay with this reality. That is the only way to make art. And oddly, this is also the simplest way to maybe go viral, to catch that quote-unquote growth wave, to grow your following. Numbers do not always lead the way. Most of the time, they are trying to follow you. To chase them then is to just go in circles. In the post attached with this episode, I am sharing some links from recent writing where I expanded upon these ideas in some other ways. There is also the link to my deep, insightful and super fun conversation with Jim Richards. You should really listen to it if you haven't already. As I mentioned in the introduction, episodes like these are shared every couple of weeks exclusively with Sneaky Art Insiders. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to hear some more, check out the links in the episode description. If you have something to add or share with me, or to simply support the work I put in to making this show, use the link in the episode description to become a Sneaky Art Insider. I am so grateful to all the listeners who have chosen to do this because you've played such an important role to keep this show going and to help me to continue to learn in public. I will see you soon with another one of these. Thank you for listening.